Welcome to Spark Creators, a podcast that empowers kids to learn, create, and become. This podcast invites creators and entrepreneurs from all over to share their stories and ideas. We believe every kid is creative. It's just a matter of taking that first step and starting now. We hope this podcast can inspire you to create something that makes a difference in the world. If you want to stay inspired, remember to subscribe. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play. Or visit us at peachandplumlab.com slash podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Spark. I'm the host, Lee. I'm the co-host, Yang. It is a great pleasure to have Tevin Ali joining us today. Tevin is currently a graduate student at Johns Hopkins University studying biotechnology enterprise and entrepreneurship. So I met Tevin back in 2016 in, at Washington, D.C. We actually became really good friends because we share the sense of humor and had a lot of fun chatting. Uh, we even traveled to New York City together with another friend from Singapore. So Tevin was an intern at that time, but he had already been representing his program, giving speeches to his uh, peers and impressing everyone with his social and communication skills. So I was really impressed with Tevin's public speaking skills and his passion toward entrepreneurship. So Tevin has some great stories. He has gone through struggles and setbacks like dropping out of college, but he has also achieved some great accomplishments like being selected to national recipient of Sally May Bridging $20,000 scholarship and is also named the 2017 Student of the Year in the state of Florida. He experienced the lowest point, but he was able to fight back and find his own mission to become a stronger self. His stories has been featured on many publications like the New York's Times, the Wall Street Journal, and the Baltimore Times and also inspired many young students to seek their own journey and successes. Hey, Tevin. So how are you doing? Um, wonderful to see you again on the video. So can you say hi to everyone and maybe introduce yourself? Yeah. Hi, Yang and hi, Lee. So great to talk to you again. It, it literally feels like old times here in Washington, D.C. Uh, thank you for having me here today on Spark. Uh, you all are doing such incredible work here and I'm such a fan. And for everybody listening in, hello there. My name is Tevin Ali and I'm currently a graduate student at Johns Hopkins University studying biotechnology, enterprise and entrepreneurship. And I'll be graduating in May. So I'm really excited about that. So uh, a little bit about my professional background. I'm an aspiring biotechnology entrepreneur. So basically what that means is that I'm blazing new trails in scientific discovery and supporting companies and businesses to imagine new ways to solve problems that we face today in health and to create a better world for us all and, in, and inspiring others to join in on this journey. And um, I'm also a motivational speaker traveling the world uh, to make the noise of positivity louder and inspiring others to become the strongest versions of themselves possible. All right. So you sound like a pretty busy person, right? So <laughs> Tevin, we knew you grew up in an immigrant family and was the first to attend college and graduate school. So do you mind sharing a little more about, about your family and the background where you grew up? 
Absolutely, Yang. Uh, so yeah, my journey is a story about people, passion, and perseverance. I was I was born on a small island in the Caribbean called Trinidad. Uh, my parents and my grandmother, born and raised in Trinidad, immigrated to the United States in pursuit to give me and my brother a better quality of life. Uh, they didn't have a college education nor the opportunity to pursue one, but they knew the direction they wanted their kids to have, and they gave us the gift of sacrifice for the betterment of our future. And like many immigrants, we grew up with humble beginnings. My parents and grandma didn't have much, and my family actually started living in someone's garage for the first few years living in this country. And additionally, since I grew up here in the United States, some of my family in Trinidad never really connected with me or accepted me due to cultural differences. And and that played a huge part in me battling with my identity and struggling to find where I fit in or where or where I belong throughout my entire life. And growing up, uh, we couldn't afford the best of things like books or tutors in my education, nor could my family guide me through the education process because I'm a first-generation college student of immigrant, immigrant parents. And this really resulted in me in limiting me to many opportunities growing up. But through the long days, nights, weeks, and years, my parents and my grandma eventually worked their way up and saved the little money that they earned to send me to college. And, and I got to say that lots of good also comes out of struggles and setbacks, which is how I learned to face my fears and my failures and what got me into being an entrepreneur and motivational speaker, which I could go more into later. Wow, that's pretty amazing, Tevin. So just knowing that you've grown up in such a humble family, but how much you have thrived, you know, till this point of your life. Yeah. So today we are going to chat about how to find the best self and to face fears and failures. So your experience is very unique to yourself. Being able to open this up and use that to inspire others is a very encouraging and bold move on its own. So how did you actually faced your fears and failures and finally found yourself and your mission too. So here's all your time to tell us your stories and lessons you've learned. All right. Well, that's a big question and I'm excited to answer that. Uh, yeah. So uh, let's get started. Let's go back to the beginning a little bit. So uh, I started my college journey with high, high hopes. Uh, I earned the scholarship to attend the prestigious institution, but uh, little did I know at the time that the college journey would prove difficult to navigate. And I feel like a lot of students experience that as well. Uh, for me, being the first in my family to go to college, I wasn't prepared for that lifestyle change. I went through hardships at the time, and I let the discouraging opinions of others drown out my own voice. I lacked confidence in myself at the time, and eventually I made the decision to drop out of college after I lost my scholarship and having others tell me that I was not cut out for college and I was wasting a seat in the university. And that really did, that, that really did lead me to believe that I failed myself and my family and their sacrifices. And that really put me in a state of hopelessness uh, for about a year where I personally struggled with myself and my failures. And I, I really did give up on myself at that point in time. But however, when we hit our lowest point, we are open and we are really receptive to change. And I got to a point where 
I, I realize that we cannot let people or let failures, our failures define us. And I just saw throughout that uh, year period that my parents and my grandma kept sacrificing for me and that gave me the inspiration to keep going. It was a hard lesson I learned at the time. And it was really at this point that uh, I made the decision to give myself and to give education a second chance. And the lesson I learned from this experience was that we we really can't we can't face our future challenges if we are still fighting our old ones. So I I overcame my fear of, of failing again, and I re-enrolled at my local state university. And, and from there, I started a brand new journey of making my comeback stronger than my setbacks. And it was through failure that I got the motivation to succeed. And I've gone I've gone on to do, to see, and achieve a lot. I, I became the first in my family to graduate college. I, I worked as a, a cancer researcher, worked in Washington, D.C., got accepted to Johns Hopkins University despite my former failures and my setbacks. Uh, I was named the 2017 State of Florida Student of the Year, won a nationally competitive scholarship called the Sally May $20,000 Bridging the Dream Scholarship for graduate students. And I started my own motivational speaking business where I traveled the nation inspiring others. And now I'm about to graduate with my master's degree in May. So that's, that's really exciting. Uh, yeah, so that's been going on. So you kind of got a synopsis of my journey, how I went from college dropout to college success story. So you see those two different extremes of parallels going on there. So with that in mind, my advice to the younger generation and entrepreneur kids out there is, uh, is who may be going through their own personal struggles or doubting themselves, my advice to you uh, is to really challenge yourself and to take that leap of faith. In order, in order to cross the ocean, you really have to lose sight of the shore. So go after your dream, whether that's wanting to start a business, writing a book, starting a podcast or a YouTube channel. Take that leap of faith to explore into the unknown and don't be afraid to fail or make mistakes. We have this mindset to think that failure is a bad thing and it, it's really not. It's the opposite, I believe, I've come to learn. It's really your compass to success. And for me, if I never failed in my journey, I wouldn't be where I am today. So remember, the mistakes, they are yours to make. Make them. But the successes, yes, they are yours to embrace. Embrace them. Learn, create, and become. And yeah, I'd just like to add to that. Uh, it's not only in entrepreneurship, but in life. Uh, but in life, uh, we never truly get anywhere alone. That's another lesson I learned. Um, I had my parents and my grandmother sacrifice their, their entire lives and all the things I achieved was because of that sacrifice. In addition to the many friends, colleagues, supervisors, and mentors uh, who motivated and encouraged me along the way. So for me personally, my strength, uh, and it didn't come from the power of one, but rather from the force of many. I guess I'd like to go into a little story now 
about uh, how I got into motivational speaking. So it it all started in Washington, D.C., where I did an academic internship program called the Washington Center. And I was part of that program and ended up interning for a company called STEM Connector. For the program I was in at Washington, D.C., I was nominated by my friends and selected by the directors of the program to be the commencement speaker that semester I was part of the program. And believe me, I never gave a formal speech in my life before. So keep that in mind. I never gave a speech before. So uh, this I, this really turned into another lesson. So at this point, I turned to my supervisors and to my friends. Like I even turned to Yuli at one point and to many others at the internship site to help me rehearse. Um, and it was due to that help and due to your feedback that I was able to deliver an empowering commencement address. And it was so well received. I had students and stakeholders in the audience approach me to tell me that I impacted and inspired them. And it was in that moment, in that very moment that I went from thinking that, wow, I, I used to think that my voice never mattered and then it transformed to thinking, wow, my voice had the potential all along to move a life. It was it was such an empowering moment. And to, to everybody listening in, I just think it's another important life lesson and entrepreneur skill there that learning to be helpable and having the courage to ask for help. You know, we can sometimes think that we are alone in our struggles or nobody is around to help, but uh, they are. You just need to reach out, uh, reach out and ask. If I didn't ask my friends uh, to help me with the speech, it would have never become what it was. So, yeah, it is also about you, you know, who are actually uh, open to kind mm -hmm. of to get the feedbacks from people and then thrive and learn from it and then use that to your strength. So I think it's yeah really part of you who are always engaging with people, right? Yeah, exactly. People skills is key. And um, yeah, uh, after that, I, I was encouraged to keep pursuing motivational speaking. It was a skill I never knew I had until that moment. So I ended up with the encouragement of others, I ended up starting a business as a motivational speaker. And it, it's called Talk with Tevin. And I speak on topics such as overcoming adversity, achieving the unachievable and talking about emotional intelligence and how we could create a better world immersed in deep and meaningful relationships. And um, I've been invited to speak at events, uh, fortunately hosted by really, really big organizations such as the, the National Research Center for College and University Admissions. And uh, you can find out more about that on talkwithtevin.com if you'd like to visit that. Uh, yeah, so apart from my speaking, my experiences in D.C. and also as an undergraduate also motivated me to study entrepreneurship. So that led me to my master's program at Johns Hopkins, where I'm studying to be a biotechnology entrepreneur to induce positive change in the health, pharmaceutical and environment sector as well. So that's kind of how that transition happened. So it's kind of interesting to see how how my journey played out. And I'm sure a lot of people can relate to this. You think you might be heading in one direction, but you experience something and it, it takes you into another direction. And I think that's the beauty in life. I'm sure uh, uh, our audiences have experienced that as well. And even uh, Yang and Yu Lee have probably experienced that as well, I can imagine, right? All right. I I was always curious what it's like being a motivational speaker. 
just what do you do and what is it like? Yeah, that's a that's a really good question, Yang. So uh, I I look at it as impacting the life uh, of another. So I kind of look at motivation and empowerment as two separate things. Motivation I look at as temporary 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 change, whereas empowerment I view as long lasting change. So when I do speaking, I try to induce a long-lasting change in someone in the audience. Uh, and for me, the most rewarding factor is if I could change the life or the mindset of one audience member, then I've done my job. And I do that through storytelling, really, really taking in the stories of others and finding the parallels in my journeys and, and learning learning from other people. What what do you really struggle with? Um, what, what are your insecurities? Let's have this conversation. Let's share with one another because this is a topic that's not often talked about about so I try to I try to be vulnerable with others and that took me a while to do I think vulnerability breeds trust and once you have that trusting relationship with someone that conversation can go anywhere and it could really motivate and inspire someone yeah everybody has their witness and it's just a matter of like are you willing to tell you know to the audience about that and be vulnerable to people and then once people resonate that with you like seems like that's powerful than ever than you just trying to be strong in front of audience right yeah totally that's totally how it plays out so since since our topic it is about find yourself and how to face uh, fear and failures I, i wanted to dive a little deeper into the fear and failure parts you know about uh, like all the memories that you have about the, the first college experience when you are in, in New York University. So nowadays we talk a, a lot about how important it is to go to college, but it seems like not a lot of people talk about how to stay and thrive in college. So in the article that I read um, from CNBC, even Bill Gates pointed out that the U.S. college dropout rates are tragic Yeah, more Americans are going to college than ever before, but students face a lot of challenges. So overall, there's only 54.8% of students who can graduate in six years. So I'm really, I'm just really curious, Tevin, because you were able to get into like a really good school with full scholarship, but you just cannot thrive in the first college you went and what happened and why can you yeah dig a little deeper into the details of that yeah so definitely definitely environment is huge and it, it, at the end of the day i think it comes down to awareness uh Uh, that statistic you pointed out, only 54.8% of students graduate in six years. I think it's it's really tough uh, nowadays because at 18, 19 years old, uh, sometimes even younger, you're expected to know like where you want to go to school, what major you have. And um, for me, since I was first generation, my parents never went to college and they didn't know how to advise me on that. And so... And, and at 18 years old, it's really hard to to know what you want or what you're stepping into. So I think um, I think we need more awareness or more awareness techniques um, in society of like, what kind of environment do I thrive in? Um, what do I really like learning? What what skills am I drawn into? Um, maybe maybe 
we shouldn't uh, jump right into college after after high school. Maybe taking you know a study abroad kind of experience or, or traveling somewhere. I think that could really open us up to new experience. And I think uh, another thing is doing what feels right to you. Because I know when I first stepped into my first undergrad institution, like it was great. I mostly went there for the scholarship. That was kind of the thing that was drawing me to it, the whole financial situation. But it was a large institution. And I, I think back then I kind of knew, you know, uh, I maybe I should have started off in a smaller institution because I was so shy and quiet back then, right? When I look back, it's like, wow, I should have started off small because, you know, maybe I would have thrived in a lake better rather than an ocean. I was I was thrown in the ocean and expected to survive. So uh, I should have trusted my gut feeling back then. Wow, I should have maybe stayed local and tried my smaller university back home first and then progressed to a bigger university. But some students thrive in a larger university. But at the end of the day, I think it goes back to awareness and doing what feels right to you. So just always trust trust the vibes you get because energy is something that don't that doesn't lie. If you feel something isn't right or that something isn't something just doesn't feel right about the situation, you're usually right. So what was the fear back then? Yeah, so the fear back then was, you know, uh, not doing well, you know, there's all this pressure to do well. And that kind of bogged me down. You know, there's all this pressure, you know, get, get straight A's, do this, you got to fill up your resume, you got to think about your next steps. Um, so that's something I came to terms with, like, it, it's just taking one step at a time. So I kind of face that fear. And that that kind of stuff doesn't bother me all that much too much. I just kind of focus on, all right, what, what's my next objective? What's my, rather than looking 10 steps ahead. I mean, I, I got to admit, sometimes I still fall back into that trap, but, but facing that fear of failure, that that's something you uh, need to overcome and also learn that, um, you know, failure happens and it's okay when it happens. Um, you just need to pick yourself back up. Uh, life is 10% what happens and 90% how you react to that situation. Yeah, it's sometimes you get into this like continuous kind of state once you maybe failed at, at one thing and you start thinking, oh, am I like horrible at all the other things and everything turned downhills, right? Yeah. Right. So, so, so you also mentioned that um, it was you said it was till a point that you realized that um, your family, you know, are, are contributing a lot, sacrificing a lot to you, and and what was the moment like? What what happened? Like, did anyone say anything to you? And what what's going on until then that you realize that you have to stand out? You know, stand up for your fears and failures to face it. Right. It's. For me, that's a really good question. Let me think on that for a second. Um, you know, I, I'm just going back to that time where I was when I was in that low point in my life. And I, for me, I think it was just looking at the environment around me, how my mom and dad, like they went through a lot of struggles and they, they keep going. They keep, they keep providing for me. Um, I, even stories like uh, Barack Obama, how he got to where he is, just that whole storytelling aspect of other people, how they were able to overcome something that, that really interests me. And uh, that kind of, I was like, wow. I totally related to that. And that got me, I, I, I don't want to say I woke up one day, but I just had a kind of aha moment. You know, I could either 
stay in my room all day, keep the door shut, or I could open the door again, venture out into the world, and um, I might fail again. And that's okay. I've overcome that failure. But also learning that, you know, that that pavement of life that we go through, we have cracks on those pavements, and those are our failures. But it's still part of our journey, but it didn't break us. It's just cracks. And that, that tells our story. That makes for a good story. And it shows it's a beautiful thing to be able to say, wow, I, I fell apart part at one point but now I'm able to to rise up again and stand tall so it, it it was really just coming into terms with that and I think everybody has their own specific moment in life where they have that aha moment it's like all right I have the confidence to do this now I'm not gonna let failures defy me uh, I'm gonna go out and try again so what are some practical actions have you taken actually to get yourself out of that state yeah and that uh I always have like little mantras in my head <laughs> that kind of get me through situations. Uh, one of them is um, don't let people happen to you. You happen to people because at the end of the day, we're always, we're in an environment, right? We could let the energies of people impact our day or make us sad or angry, or we could be the ones to choose or no, I'm going to be the person to impact others. I'm not going to let, you know, the negative tip, negativity or a, a, a crappy situation bogged me down. Uh, so it's like little mantras that I kind of prepare and I write down and I have this sheet of paper with all my mantras. And when I'm having a bad day, I kind of, I kind of read it. It kind of gets me back on track or a, a, any little thing that's, uh, that's encouragement per se. I kind of have a box. I call it my encouraged encouragement box or binder. And I, when I'm having a bad day, I just like go through that and it, it lifts me back up and I make it my mission to do the same for others. So we know that it's important to find a college, right? And uh, my parents have really high expectations of me as well. So I'm really curious. So what's your experience of finding the right type of schools or like how to get into the school you really want? Yeah, because I think your experience, you know, showed us that sometimes finding a good finding a school that fits you is better than finding like what everybody calls a good school, right? Yeah, I I, I totally I totally agree with that. I wholeheartedly agree with that. I think finding your fit is better than the prestige because you could you could thrive at a at a state college and still end up somewhere somewhere that somebody at the same place somebody went to Ivy League school with, right? So I think it's really, you know, talking to other other students or going out, contacting these colleges, reading reading uh, reviews about like, you know, how is the social environment of the college? How big is the college? Does the college have things or activities or clubs that I'm interested in, right? So something I kind of realized when I was in undergrad, I was like, wow, I really love leadership studies. I love learning about what it takes to become a leader? Uh, what is the mindset of a leader? How can you continue to grow as a leader and impact others? And at my state undergraduate institution, Florida Atlantic University, they had a whole office dedicated to leadership studies. And I joined an organization called the Elite Owls, which kind of advocates for leadership. And I learned so much. And that was something that I didn't get at the first institution I went to, NYU. So it it really makes sense to like go 
for what you're going for as opposed to the prestige of the organization of the university per se like it's great to go to a good college and if they have activities and things that you could do there that really really truly interests you then that's great but i think finding your fit is is definitely great advice that's great yeah since we are on the topic of um leadership um so Tevin, I really wanted to compliment you on those speeches that you have given because I looked at your website and I found them oh. yeah, on, on talkwithkevin.com. And those are really, really powerful yeah, oh, thank speeches. You. I got some goosebumps on really yeah, when I was listening to them. So um, I'm interested in knowing how did you find your interest in public speaking? Maybe like give us some suggestions. Of how can you like how can anyone practice and to be better at public speaking too? Yeah, that that is that is really good advice. And uh, I, I know uh, previously we talked about my first speech in Washington D.C. And um, uh, a lot of people don't know the behind the scenes of that. Like that first speech, people um, viewed it as like, "Wow, this is this is so good." But they don't know that I rehearsed fifty one times that speech. Like, can you imagine rehearsing fifty one times for a speech? Like, it's it's so crazy. Um, and I had a lot of people help me. There's a lot of behind the scenes work for that and even though I rehearsed 51 times when the actual day came I was shaking like a leaf I was nervous but uh, as I kept on doing more and more speeches um, it got to a point where I realized you know what the speech it's not about me that's the lesson I learned it's never about me it's about the audience and that's why I don't get nervous anymore because it's not about me but what I what I learned and how that could impact someone else. So for me, when I go out to an audience, if if I get one person to come up at, come up to me afterwards and say, "Wow, you really transformed my thinking. Wow, you really you really push you're really pushing me to do this." I had um, students previously say, saying like, "Wow, because of you, I didn't drop out of college." Like stuff like that, and you know, it, it comes with time. It comes with practice, not being nervous. Like um, I would be lying if I told you that I don't still get butterflies. I still get the the butterflies when I'm speaking to an audience. It I think it's just part of the process. But uh, when when I step out into the audience, I I just I feel like something else comes out of me. It's so weird. I, it's like it's like that Hulk moment or something. And I just keep that that mantra in my head. It's about the audience, you know. So for me, that that's you just come up with mantras for yourself. All right. So um, I take a lot of public speaking classes myself, and mm-hmm. I I really I I can imagine how it's like to talk to. Like a thousand different people at the same time. It's probably really nervous. Right. Um, yeah. Um, so, totally. so <laughs> say if I were to like try to pursue a, a career in public speaking, maybe can you mm-hmm. give uh, some tips or um, maybe some tricks for preparing a speech? Yeah, definitely. Preparation is key. If you're not prepared, uh, you're you're not going to, I would say you're not going to succeed. Preparation is key. The moment I know I have a, a, I have a speech coming up, I dedicate 
every second I can towards preparation. That includes, you know, there's so much of components of speaking. It's not just what you say. It's how you say it, your body language, how you engage the audience, you know, ask them a question. Can they relate to what you're saying? And you do practice runs with um, with your friends, your families. Like, can you relate to what I'm saying? That's kind of like how I learned as I go, you know, it's all about relatability and, and, and how I say it too, because you really got to bring energy to this, these, these kind of things, you know, you're, 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 I always say like, if I'm going out to talk in front of a thousand people, like the first time I talked to a thousand people was back in 2017 for uh, a conference at my undergraduate institution, Florida Atlantic University. It was called iLead. And I was, I was the opening keynote and I t- talked to a thousand students. It was my first time talking to a thousand students. I'm like, oh, I'm backstage and I'm like, oh no, oh no, I can't do this. I can't do this. Ah, what's going to happen? <laughs> so I kind of, I kind of, you know, preparation really helped me prepare for that. It's like, all right, I'm prepared. I prepared my speech. I know what I'm talking about. I'm ready to become that person who inspires others. And when you're talking to a thousand people, it's like, all right, I have to, you know, I have to bring a thousand people out of me, bring a thousand Tevins to interact with all these people out there. And I feel like if you could really engage and relate to someone, like it, it'll go well for you. And you're really passionate about your topic. If you bring the energy and are really passionate about what you're talking about, you, there's no doubt that you will succeed. That's great. Yeah. So Tevin, as we are wrapping up, yeah. Do you have any final suggestions or words for our kid audience? Yeah, who is listening or who will be listening to our Spark podcast? Yeah, um, I gotta say, like, um, so, you know, in my 27 years of life, um, I'm actually turning 27 tomorrow. Funny, look at that. Um, oh, happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you. So in my 27 years of life, I learned that we all are given a gift, right? The the gift of our uniqueness. And we gotta we gotta bring that out. So to the younger generation, full of young entrepreneurs to storytellers, artists, trailblazers, and so much more. Embrace your uniqueness and and bring it to the world. Take the time to find and create yourself and face your fears and face your failures when it happens. Don't don't try to brush it off to the side. Really look at a situation if you fail and say like, all right, what can I learn from this situation and move forward from that? And it's all part of the journey. Keep learning and growing because if you don't continue to grow your business or whatever you're doing, it won't grow. You have to grow alongside with it. So learn, create, become. And it it's not about who you are now, but who you can be. So keep charging forward. I believe in you. Thank you, Tevin, for sharing with us, Find Your Best Self, How to Face Fears and Failures. It's great to hear your stories and knowing that fear and failure should never be a lasting force that stops us from moving forward. We learn to trust ourselves and not get pressured by other people's negative opinion, not be afraid of failure, and we can use that as opportunities for transformation. Be patient in finding our passion, and sometimes it just takes time to shine and discover our talent. We are very happy to have you joining us today, and thanks for sharing with us your journey as a graduate student a young scientist, and a promising entrepreneur. We wish you all the best for these amazing things you haven't been doing. 
Yes, so best luck to your future, Tevin, knowing the fun and charismatic personality you have and also the hope, the dream and the goals you have set for your future. I'm sure there will be many more great stories to come. We will catch up until next time then. So thank you, Tevin, and thanks for everyone who is listening to Spark by Entrepreneur Kid, where all kids are empowered to learn, create and become. I'm the host, Lee. I'm the co-host, Yang. We will see you next time. Thank you. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to the Spark Creators Podcast at peachandplumlab.com.